Can you believe in a finite object possessing infinite power? Or that a mineral can be proclaimed the medicine of the 21st century? Or that the power of nature can win over the ignorance of man? If you can, you will know why our mission is to get Shungite to the masses. You are entering the Shungite zone. This is the Shungite radio show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to Shungite Reality. It is May 30th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condon and Mark Joseph. Walt won't be with us today. Um, so, hello there, Derek. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing well. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. So, yeah, no, happy to be here. I don't think we'll have any issue with the show. We'll figure out what to talk about. <laughs> yeah, well, well, something always comes up. How are you doing, Mark? Hey, Nancy. Hey, Derek. Doing good. Thank you. Good Did you have a good night last night? Yeah, yeah. Uh, second job driving around. It was good. Holiday weekend. Yeah. Yeah. California boy. <laughs> yeah. Both of you guys, actually, Derek grew up there and you're living there now. How long have you been in California? Uh, me? Uh, pretty much the rest of <laughs> the rest of the time I've been here. How long is that? Decades and decades, decades. Decades. I'll just say that, yeah. <clears throat> okay, then. Um, all right, so um, let's just start off with, with uh, <laughs> Der- Derek's been having so much fun with his touring bus, but it's, uh, Derek, just, just tell him what you've been up to because it's just so much fun. Yeah, for those that are in chat, um, there's, I shared some images. So, and then for people listening to the archives later, we do have the show live every Tuesday, of course, um, 9 to 11 Pacific time. And then there's a chat room and you can follow the links to find it. And I mentioned that because then you get the benefit of seeing what I'm talking about right now. And what we do is we went to, as Nancy mentioned, we, we have a new Mystical Wares bus. It's a 2002, you know, yellow, medium-sized school bus. Seats, I don't know, was it 19 or 20-something people in their total. Um, and then we've, over the last week, um, believe it or not, it's, and then we shared the images last week on it. I did a spray paint job, just a down and dirty gray. Um, and then we have a quick, quick cut machine, I think it's called. So we print our own vinyl lettering and images and stuff. So long story short, we just kind of decked it out, um, with QR codes and links and the Mystic logo. And we drive it around and this is just temporary, by the way, we're on a, we have a schedule in a couple months because it is such a large vehicle. You just can't go to any paint shop and have it painted. Um, just the paint booths aren't that large usually. So we're on a waiting list for that. We're going to get it professionally done. Um, but for now, I just didn't want to drive around a, an older faded yellow school bus. For, so that's why I kind of did this just to give a little background. And in doing that, we also have a Sasquatch outfit. And those are those images I was referencing a minute ago in chat. I've shared a few of them. There are a lot. We had no idea. This was just a local park we went to. Um, I didn't know there was going to be anybody there, but of course, being a holiday weekend, how can there not be? So I have a Sasquatch um, costume, and I'm only wearing, because 
I have a whole full body suit as well of fur, but I'm not, I'm only so large myself. I'll just say I look kind of small in it. So what I opted to do was, um, again, that same cricket machine, the, the uh, vinyl printing machine, basically. We print our own logo, Mystical Wears, bought a purple hoodie, and I'm wearing that, and just some pants. But I've got some Sasquatch hands on, and a, a ma- that's that mask, Nancy, Mark, that I um, ordered from Argentina that showed up. So that's the second one we have. This is that, I don't know, they call it studio-grade one. Um, and it is. It's really nice, really good quality. I'm not sure about the photos, how how uh, what quality those were uploaded in, but it works well. Um, so you can't really, you have to really look at the eyes to to see um, that it's not just a, you know, that it is a masked person in there, I should say. So those photos are me walking around the park, and there was a group of kids, and I didn't know half of those. I didn't know they were following me until after the fact, because it is limited vision in that thing. So as I'm walking around, um, I got out of the bus, and it's, for those who don't see the images, I'll describe a little bit, but I'm in the Pacific Northwest, so there are trees everywhere, just huge evergreens. Um, and so we parked the bus, I don't know, a couple hundred yards away where I had room. And then doing the whole Sasquatch theme, I started, you know, I come from that towards the playground where all the kids are, but I get spotted from a distance. So I'm hiding behind a tree, sneaking up there. Um, Jalissa's convinced me to kind of do a, a low kind of uh a, a squatchy squat walk so it looks kind of funny you don't quite see it in the in the images but i get spotted by kids and you hear them screaming bigfoot bigfoot and then it goes from there and i get closer and then all of a sudden i find there's just i don't know how many kids around me and then some of them are pretty excited trying to give high fives and we're up asking me questions uh so it was a lot of fun and we brought little i don't know we put together several hundred little bags we'll say they're little just see-through bags that we put we have some new mystical wear stickers and um, polished rock necklaces we put in there with amethyst and all sorts of things on there and little wooden love hearts and put all those together. And so everybody there got one of those um, handed out to them. So that was kind of, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. So that's basically what we did. And we went to a couple parks um, and we're finding out that you know, we didn't know that was going to be draw attention. or Everybody's going to, you know, the playground would empty and get, everybody get scared. But no, and the you know parents getting out their phones, this, all the um, images happening and stuff. So it was fun. I'm not sure if I told you anything about that before, Nancy, or not. Um, when I was calling you, but I'm looking through the images now to see if I missed anything else interesting. Well, you, go ahead. You sent you sent me those pictures, and it just I my you, it reminded me of the Pied Piper, you know, the way the kids were following you. It was just so sweet. And yeah. so, so in, in in their environment, okay, this is an environment where, well, tell them the story about the, uh, the well, there's going to be a, a Sasquatch uh, fair. So Sasquatch is very big in the area. And I think we covered her last week, maybe. Yeah. Um, but. The, the, the Sasquatch. So, in the kids' mind, Sasquatch is very real. Is that the way it is through there? I mean, everybody really sort of knows that Sasquatch is real, or do they really think that it's, uh, it's particularly the parents too, um, or is it more of just you know storytelling? Where's the mindset in the people in Washington? Um, um, you know, you know, 
depends on on each other cultures, other but, cultures no. but no where i was there like um a great portion of that it was some kind of it was a uh, a mexican party a gathering of some kind so the hispanic people totally understand it and get into it. so i'll put it this way and that's what that group was there was another group which is why i'm kind of differentiating here um and then there were the we'll just say you know for ease of conversation the the white people over there so too so in this group of the hispanics they knew it was bigfoot sasquatch and at that age group, of course, they just thought it was real. Some of them got so excited that they didn't even notice my feet until a little further in. And those feet, if you look at the pictures, of course, are, I don't know, foot and a half long, you know, hence Bigfoot. But they were so into the mask and hands and everything else that all of a sudden they would look down and go, the feet kind of thing. Um, but no, they knew Sasquatch and they see it as real. They knew I wasn't real, of course. Well, I don't know. Pick your age there because some of them really did. Um think that so i was i was a friendly one of course so but then when i'm bringing that so then i get there was a little further down the park we didn't get shots of this one um the again uh a more to white so they were there and they weren't as excited they kind of blew it off so that's the difference there um just a cultural difference i guess probably a white man in there yeah 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 oh probably because we're on a podcast, you know, I'm trying to avoid saying this, that, and the other, because, you know, you get dinged for it. So I'm just trying to get the point across. So, and I'm, but that's how it kind of went. Not that they, you know, they didn't run or anything, but, you know, they held up their cell phones and took a shot, but they sure didn't jump out of their seats running over in tow, all excited. Um, and I would, I didn't carry the way. I wasn't really paying attention. I don't, they I just probably don't, don't even, re- don't even believe in Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I'll tell you. There was another group when we first got there because we didn't we just pulled up in the bus and it's all of course tagged mystical wares everywhere and all kinds of rocks and crystal stuff on there um so we're not hiding you can't hide uh but we get off i'm not in the sasquatch outfit because we're just trying to eat lunch first um but we get spotted by and i didn't get to chat with them as much as Jalissa did um oh geez i'm gonna mess this up too but they they and it's really neat because I've seen them do it before. They go out there and they dress up. And again, I wish somebody in chat try and help me with the term if you can figure it out. Um, but they'll get in knights, armor, clothing. Or, yeah, I know that didn't quite come out right. But in armor and then some of them leather armor and things like that and do mock battles out there. And I know it's a term. I just don't know it. Um, like medieval? Are you thinking in terms of medieval? There's another term. Lark? Is it? <clears throat> you get slammed for this. Is it? Is it larking or something like that? Or am I totally off? But anyway um they have a lot of fun it looks you know and they're out there just mock maybe foam and wooden swords and stuff just having a good time so they were there and they were just finishing up um and then a couple of them approached us because they saw mystical wares and you know mystical wares you know and using long story short they wanted to we do consignment and stuff like that for local artists um we don't put their stuff in mystical wares because we want to promo them we put on special events um and things like that for them too and in the fairs so they came over and spotted us and we gave them a bunch of little gift bags as well. Um, I'm trying to think of why I was bringing that one up. But oh, oh, and they were, so again, oh, okay. I don't know, not that I was sitting there looking at everybody, but the greater portion that came over and talked to me from that group were white people as well. And again, I hate to say it that way. And they were into it. So I don't know. I don't, I don't really distinguish like, you know, differences that well. So I guess it's just, you know, personalities. And their upbringing. Yeah. You know. I just ignore it all. Real, I mean, I really do. I don't even give a thought. And I just, I just do my thing. I'm like, all right, paying attention or not. I just don't really care. So. 
And that may be rude. I don't know. I just separate myself from all of that. I'm looking here. I have an image. So I want to promo real quick what we're talking about. We also have, and I'll get into the Mystic Wars flash mob um, uh, things we're talking about doing too with the bus. But it's SkagitBigfootFest.com is the um, Pacific Northwest. So the Bigfoot Festival coming up here in September. It's for the, for the locals. It's September, September 29th and 30th. Um, and you can yeah check out more info on that skagitbigfootfest.com. It's worth coming up for. We're going to be a sponsor. We'll have a we're sponsoring one of the stages. I think it's the Sasquatch stage, and they're having bands, and it's a big deal thing. Um, so that should be a lot of fun. We'll have a vendor booth there. I'll be there in costume, we'll, and I'm bringing all that up because we're going to bring the Mystical Wars bus, pack it with a bunch of Sasquatch because. Um, She's the the person hosting this has already got people with costumes, different costumes, different degrees. Um, so we're going to pack the bus with them, drive up with it. And I'll be driving in my costume. And for those that and I don't have the images up right this second anyway, but on the whole school bus, it's so it's a working school bus. I can hit a button and the whole stop sign comes out, red lights on and that whole deal. I replace the stop sign with a two foot tall metal. I think it says Bigfoot crossing. And then you have a silhouette of a Bigfoot on there, and that swings out. And the same thing, but a little smaller on the front, where you usually have a big old bar there to keep kids from walking in front of us. I removed that and just added another sign. So whenever I'm, whenever I hit that button, you know, all those signs come out. And so we're out doing some promo shots, having fun with it, and um, yeah, just getting it out there, drawing some attention, hopefully promoing like I am now that festival. Well, the reason I was interested in how the the different people might be reacting to it, um, and because it does show that there, you know, can be a stark difference in just the way children react to something like that, because Sasquatch Bigfoot has been around for a very, very long time, but now it's like maybe it's because we all talk to each other or whatever. But it seems to signify to me a it's like it's it's like something that's alive that is mysterious and secret that seems to be able to do magical things that somebody somebody you know believes in 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 Sasquatch down here we have the swamp monster or whatever they call it. Uh, all over the place, you've got different ones. And the, the mask came from Argentina, for heaven's sakes. I think they have slightly different Sasquatch down there than you do up there because it was he was so he's so unique looking. Let me put it to you that way. But I I sometimes want, I mean because to me, the people that can believe in the magic, can believe in the fairy tales, can believe in the connection to nature, and that there's all these energies out there that I mean. Those are the ones that have got it right. The ones that dismiss all this, they're 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 keeping <clears throat> they're keeping a distance between them and the real reality of everything is out there. Everything you can imagine is really out there, and that's what you've got to unleash is your imagination, and and let that come out so you can begin to participate in this. And then once you do, you're going to find that you get more and more connected to the nature around you. You can't think of Sasquatch without thinking of country, of woods. You know, I mean, it's that type of thing. So to me, it's like an iconic symbol that if 
everybody could believe in Sasquatch, I think we would come together. Because it's such a symbol of the divide that I think is real, really the divide between all of the different schisms that everybody confronts, is this ability to see the connectedness of all nature, all life, versus those people that see themselves in their own very, very narrow reality of I want, I need, you give me. And, um, you know, I just, I just, that's why I'm so tickled when you ever, when you go out there and, and you have kids running around you, you know, it's like, they'll remember that, you know, for oh, yeah. the rest of their life, you know, they'll remember that e- even if they don't think it's real, they'll remember the fun of it. And how good you felt when you were seeing it, because when some, when a kid, I mean, I can remember, you know, seeing the Santa Claus and stuff. It's like this excitement that a kid can get, uh, you know, when you see different movies where different people and different all that. It's really exciting, and those are the things that you kind of take with you that make you a, a very, let's say, sane. <laughs> person that can navigate between these two diverse worlds, the one of nature and energy and connectedness, and the other one that's trying to keep everybody in control and doing this, you know, being a good citizen type of thing. So, uh, yeah, it's it, that's an interesting uh, perspective that you had on it. And not, not surprising. Not no. su- oh. Yeah, they, no, remember, I remember we gave them... Uh, the polished rock necklaces or polished crystals in some cases. Um, so they got, you know, the trinkets from the Sasquatch as well. So the gifting, um, I don't mean trinkets belittling. I'm just saying, you know, so no, that was fun for him too. And then uh, I was, oh, the other thing with the, the buses were putting together a, I, I'm working on the name still, but it's a mystical wars flash mob. So we're going to use the bus as a flash mob. Long story short, get as many, not just Sasquatch, um, but we'll have a collection of them. Um, but other mystical entities, creatures, doesn't matter um, what it is, but get it on the bus and then we go to different places and it'll be during, because up here we have lots of, probably everywhere, farmers markets where the local farmers come out and pick your day of the week. They're in a different city. So you can really hit, you know, one of these things every single day of the week if you wanted to, in addition to the the other fairs and events that happen all around, um, up in this area at least. So you take the bus there and again, it's, pretty tagged on the outside right now so you can really see it um and then open up at the stop sign and everybody get out and some of them have like we were asked by a local group of and i don't remember excuse me i have to figure out their exact group's name but in essence the pacific northwest i don't know that's not part of the name i don't think a, a witches group where they all get up in these black outfits um and they do the flash mob put out a cauldron they have a dance and do it all and put on a show and then disappear again so that's what they they contacted us a couple of weeks ago it was a friend of mine that's part of that so they're gonna scout out mystical wares probably our back let's call it the back area um to see if that's room enough for that to happen um so we're gonna do and you know there's lots of different types of flash mobs that have been around for a long time but that's one that does happen already up here um that may or may not depending on size show up at our fairs so i thought we'd have fun with that and take advantage of our bus and then for any locals too that have these type of things or do these type of things mystical wars bus we're open to you know helping out um, because you can get a lot of people in that type of thing 
So we're looking at doing that as well. Just drawing some attention, having fun because there's kids at all these things and then gifting everywhere. What you're talking about reminds me of a video that Walt's mom sent me. And it was of this guy that was, uh, I, I, I believe he played the trumpet with uh, a group of people. You know, they had their own little band type of thing. But he also was uh, a farmer, a dairy, dairy uh, farmer. So he gets his buddies to go out to the field where the cows are all hanging out. They're all, you know, scattered through this pasture and they all get, there must have been at least a dozen of them. And they start playing this music. I couldn't believe these cows. All of a sudden they start listening to it. They all from all over came to listen to the concert until they were standing, you know, within a few feet of the of the people playing it. It was astounding to see. It was just so strange, but wonderful. (laughs) So just the image when you were talking about that, a flash mob type of thing. Well, this was this was sort of a. Sort of the same thing, right in the middle of the pasture, with the the audience being cows. Amazing. Anyway, yeah. So Sasquatch. Yeah, I showed another image in chat, but no big. Just me behind the. That's just our entryway of mystical wares. Um, the store for those that don't know, it's up and behind that. You can kind of see over those cedar ceilings, but that's just the entranceway. Our cash registers. Uh, there's different Sasquatch. We're going to do, oh, I'll turn, uh, different Sasquatch peppered through that photo there. We're going to figure out some way to do a, um, and her name is Marla, the one putting together the Bigfoot Sasquatch, or the Bigfoot, uh, see, I got to keep those images up, that festival coming up, because um, there's always so many plays of those um, terms that we have up here. Anyway, she came up with an idea. I was thinking about, you know, come to Mystical Wares, and so we're going to figure this out on spot the Sasquatch in the store. Because wherever you look, there's something, be it a, a sign, a little wooden one, or a seven-foot-tall cedar-carved Sasquatch or silhouettes. I have no idea how many, so I don't think I can find them all. And we're going to count them kind of thing and, you know, maybe give, you know, the kids a free necklace or something if they spot so many of them. Just have fun with it like that because there's a lot to see in the store. Uh, and you, it's pretty much impossible to take it in all at once. In fact, most people... <laughs> They get lost, Nancy. It happened yesterday again to me. I was in there with a, a um, day or day before ago. I don't know. Um, a father-son combo. And you can get in the back of our store, which the back area is alone is, I think, 5,000 square feet. And there's rooms, there's areas. And you can get spun around. That's where the pyramids are in the Shungite Koi Pond. Um, so there's a lot going on back there. And then uh, I've seen people go up and down the same hallway or area a couple times. Like, how do you get, in the, how do you get out of here sort of thing? Um, yeah, it's it's there's a lot. Well, I I I want you to start saying you know mystical wear store and museum. If you guys just look at that picture with him at the front desk area, look at the look at the museum quality pieces of minerals you're seeing there. I mean that is that a citrine point? What what I should uh, let me up. get in there. What am I looking? Okay, so me behind the. If you look straight on, and that's, yeah, I mean, the Sasquatch getup, that's a petrified wood sphere right in front of me. So that's straight up petrified wood. And then I know that looks citrine in the middle, but no, it's clear quartz. It's a lighting in that image here. In uh, person. It's clear. No, you can well, I couldn't it, imagine because I'd never seen citrine that big. Oh, it would have oh, been. It would have been. 
specific. No, no, that's no, clear no. quartz. And then that's, and then rose, that's rose, the rose. original rose quartz sphere, which is not even our largest. We have one twice that size in the back on the right, if you're looking at it. Um, back on that back wall, is you see a part of our bracelet selection up there. We just have hundreds. You're not seeing, I'm just not, I don't have great images up here. All the fine jewelry and stuff's to the right. You don't see it. It's, there's lots of things going on in there. It's really just cheesy photo showing a, a, a much too dark Sasquatch behind the desk. And I didn't use this photo anymore. I just saw it sitting here, thought, thought I'd share with people in chat. Um, uh, it's, it's, uh, I mean, if, if I've gone with the tours and through the store, and it's like, I mean, I, I started out with this stuff back in the late 80s. And I had direct connection to Brazil, the Brazil mines where this friend of mine was uh, 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 on an aircraft and they'd fly down there and he'd have some time in Brazil and he would go into the where the where they're actually taking out of the mountains and he'd bring back you know specimens that then I'd buy and then I'd resell. I've seen stuff in your store that nowhere nowhere was anything comparable to that. So yeah, if, if you're if you're I'm talking to the locals out there and anybody that wants to take a a trip to Washington, you know this is not just a store like a mineral mineral and gem store. How many how many times you've been in one? Have you ever you know they all sort of look alike? You know okay same stuff blah blah blah. Nah, not in this store. This store is museum quality pieces, but also the decor and the entire experience. And you know take a day go go visit this place it's a, it's a it's a store and a museum and a, a, an energy center it's just i'm very very impressed with what you've been able to do with this spot it's it's amazing to me yeah i'm doing a little photo people are probably annoyed in chat i'm just looking to find some i think the last one i've shared once before i uh, mean the sasquatch thing but i'm trying to find some photos we've taken that just i haven't shared before um I'll get others. I'll stop dumping those things now. But yeah, we just stay busy around. There's always things going on. And uh, the last shot, um, uh, for, again, for those who are just listening, I'm in a six and a half foot tall pyramid um, at the angle. It's just so filled with, I don't know, thousands of pieces of shungite, all sorts of shapes. And when I, and I'm only mentioning that so they know what I'm talking about. So I was going to tell you, Nancy, you wouldn't believe the feedback I got from that shot. They think it's fake. People actually think, well, that can't be real shungite, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's a fraction of what I have. And that's why you yanked off the shelf, sitting off the, the shelves off to the side and a little bit from the back room. Um, we have much more than that, but it is all real. And then the other, the good feedback is, you know, they wanted to get in there sort of thing, um, sit in there. And I, it's a little too dangerous to be doing something like that because one misstep, um, yeah, luckily nothing happened. But it was, it was, again, you can enjoy the energies from the shots, but that was a lot of fun too, just packing those, Again, I don't know, must be several thousand pieces of shungite in there of different shapes. And it wasn't a planned out layout. It just, I guess, being symmetrical in my head or something, just, well, there was my earring, it just kind of did its thing in the flow. Um, so, it, yeah, laid out interestingly. Well, I, um, with all due respect, you look like a little elf in there. <laughs> I mean, the, the size, the pictures, uh, uh, you know, with the Sasquatch, the tall seven foot Sasquatch behind you, you know, it's like, you look really teeny. Uh, little ball guy in a pyramid. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
those are those are oh I didn't even notice that. Those are, I don't know, 50 or 60 pound chunks of raw rose quartz, real rose on either side. Um, those are already there. So I didn't work that in. I didn't, again, I just literally started grabbing Shungai, setting it in there. I did the four spheres and the two big pyramids in front. It's not like I was totally random, but it wasn't a pre made, um, you know, layout I was working with. So it kind of, yeah, worked. It's a it's worth the trip. It's an experience. <laughs> One of a kind place. I mean, I suppose there's some place in the world like this, but I've never heard of it. Never mind seen it. So, anyway. Yeah, it's okay. we had a business. Uh, I don't need the time. We got a little bit of time here. Um, another. I won't name the a local business owner and his son come in. And I'll just say the sun was a, un, understood, definitely, because um, it was one of those, I can, I can see what all I can say. So I'll just say an experience. Um, and then the dad came and told non-believer, even, you know, said it to me, to my face. Oh, I don't believe in none of this stuff kind of thing. <laughs> and I was like, you, you don't have to. Nobody's telling you to believe in anything. I don't. So I'm not sure why he even came in thinking that anyway, um, which kind of clued me into thinking, I guess, some individuals come in or to mystical wares or think about a store like mystical wares i guess and i'm trying to figure it out maybe you can expand it but as trying to i don't know i'll just kind of bad joke and say give you kool-aid or something i'm not trying to convince anybody of anything we're just here i don't want to like lead people to the pyramid trying hey you know get it it's all free everything's here you come experience or not um we don't have any pamphlets in there we have a flyer is it if you're interested on that with the images in store but no i'm not trying to convince anybody of anything um that's not what i'm about so i just kind of caught me off guard when i it was like coming speaking i'm like whoa you're speaking to me and i didn't say it to him as if i'm trying to convince you or push some certain understanding scenario i'm like no <laughs> not at all that's not me kind of thing and then you know good luck on me not reading you and he's standing there and what's funny in that my ears what's funny on that part is his son i don't know 20 something he was probably my age so i don't know early mid 50s just so you get an idea of the age gap here um they were both up front um doing the thing leaving that the the dad was purchasing some stuff um for his son and then he wasn't cluing in on that i was reading and i wasn't going to tell him anything because we're just having a conversation um on the because the host of the diver connection so we chatted about that real quickly so i mentioned that to him um, because he had diving, he didn't tell me about it, but he had diving pass. So I work in my deep sea diving uh, spiel. And I told some again, I go so quick on these things and I'm off to the next thing. I told him something else, long story short. It was interesting that he wasn't picking up on that what I was talking to him about wasn't something he was telling me. So the whole intuitive thing, the boy was, that's for sure. Because um, we chatted in the back room for a little bit, not about that, about something else. So he had his experience um in the energies i'll just say but it was unusual that i guess again one of those moments for me to wake up go even if it's right in your face and somebody tells you i'll just say jokes does the psychic thing the impossible thing they still just doesn't click um and i don't ever push anything because i'm not you know that person that walks around in the store saying you got this guy to above you stop and i mean i'm just i'm trying to sneak undercover i don't want attention unless i'm in a big foot and then i'm my face is buried anyway so that's why i get more comfortable in that suit nancy is because then you don't most people don't know it's me it's a little easier um well what what i've discovered over the years is that somebody that walks in that's defensive like that 
actually stand, I don't believe any of this, right? Is actually somebody on the verge of taking the dive down the deep rabbit hole. And they have been most of their life. They know it. They know it's true. And, yeah. you know, the son obviously was saying, you know, things that made his dad uncomfortable. So the dad, if he was a, some people, he would just dismiss it and never walk in the store. But he's got this nagging thing that says this is real from his childhood. He probably had experiences that he saw it and people told him he was crazy and don't believe this. And so he's bringing it into adulthood, but it's still there because we know it all. You know, you're born with the with the the spark of God in you and the spark of all knowledge in you. I mean, God is all knowing. So you've got that spark in you and you know these things are real, but everybody's telling you they're not. And, you know, so, yeah, he would have he would have not. He would have not seen it because he's developed a defense mechanism to shut that stuff down because he knows it's true. But if he knows it's true, then maybe he's crazy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But obviously he's got guides that are guiding him to it. Oh, <laughs> okay. Can't even put that part out. Yeah, no. I, I, it's always tough speaking because I can't. You know, I can only disclose so much because I don't want to say who was above him, who I was chatting with, because it's a personal thing. So then I only get to tell part of the story. But I hopefully I get the gist across enough. Um, and I'll also say that, uh, and I can just talk about a lot of individuals, not just this one, but they'll feel it because I can see the air quotes here energies. So I know when somebody gets. Um, a pulse or shock wave or or this i can see a, a glitch in the matrix around their energy. you know i just have to talk about somehow in their energy field so i know if they just all of a sudden get that big welling up of emotion in their chest the active heart chakra thing and they're trying to hide it not sure i'm not talking about i see their eyes getting watery this that and the other i can see it energetically first so i know what's happening and sometimes i'm like wow they got some because i some of these things i wouldn't be able to hide the physical um aspects of it to show if you know if all of a sudden that happens but some of these people really do. And I, I see that as a learning situation. I'm like, oh, they're just literally either been taught or just naturally are hiding that part of it. And, and I'll, I'll test this later in the conversation because they'll more often than not come around or whatever. And then we'll chat later. I'm like, and we'll chat about that moment. And they'll go, yeah, I felt blah, blah, blah. And goes, I'm like, and then, you know, I won't like hyper analyze it for them right there. But from my perspective, I'm going, that's pretty interesting how people can hide these huge energy things, I'll just say, um, and they're sometimes termed subtle energies, and they're not so subtle around this place. Just it can be a big old pulse, and be goosebumps everywhere. It can be a weird, odd whoosh or pressure thing. You know, they come in a thousand or more different ways. It's all energy stuff. Um, but you have to consciously not acknowledge these things to try and hide it. And I see some people again. We're terming it non-believers, and that doesn't fit. But you know, we have to kind of you know give it something. Um, them come around and and then acknowledge that later but they really are taught or trained or just don't understand it so then they hide it um it's i don't know it's just, it's i always say the word interesting it's interesting to me because i was trying to learn from it. i'm like oh okay maybe it's a cultural thing or maybe that just scares them that big old heart chakra because they get and then in verse and this really should be as maybe if jalissa does get joined later she can give you more of these stories but others will just come around in really painful ways sometimes to get in certain energy fields 
because and I can see because half the time I'm chatting with their guides on they'll get my attention um, and I'm like okay meaning I'll just give you a quick example sometimes I'll get a guide saying you know <laughs> I guess I'll die myself out asking me to be patient in so many words um, and then I'm like okay and then it, and I already know what's happening so there's gonna be an individual in whatever circumstance and I'll be vague here in 3D happens to where it doesn't matter if I'm walking from A to B and it's and I can try and avoid this that, and the other they're gonna at the right time you know just step directly in front of me or you know and that's just an easy example but it goes more extreme than that for the energy thing um and that used to be a lot more frustrating when I would not slow down enough to pick up on the guides and open up to all that first so meaning I would perceive it 3d and I'm like what are you kidding me every single person I would do it people around me and say look I can't even walk from here to here and their backs would be turned and then they it It'd be like it was set up on stage. And I keep forgetting the movie, but there's some movie where I think it was Jim Carrey. I think she told me Jim Carrey was an actor. I don't know. Somebody, but a, a stage play now. So that's how it goes. And it's so it's interesting. And then I have to wake up in the moment sort of thing. Um, and I should, probably shouldn't get too much into this and bore everybody. But that is a thing, too. And it, it happens that way. So it's, it's always a learning experience for me, I'll just say. Um, to see how many unbelievable circumstances there are. Well, there's a, a, well, it's a new show for me. It's called Paranormal 911, and I've talked about it on my other shows because without a doubt, it is the most um, impressive presentation of ghost hunting. You know, these ghost hunters go in and they antagonize the, the spirits. They do all sorts of weird things, not all of them, but some of them. Well, this is a different take on it because what it is, is it's your first responders having paranormal experiences that they were totally unprepared for. Now, it goes through, I watched three episodes of it, and it goes through, like, in one case, they got a 911 call, help me, help me, help me. And the cops get over there and they find the GPS on the phone, you know, where the phone is, it's just completely disconnected. And that went on for quite a while. You know, they found a dead, oh, I mean, it was like they're, they're, they're being led to, to people that have died there. And, you know, it was just, in this case, the cops didn't have any actual response required. Okay, but their story about what was happening to them just like was like, can this possibly be real? Now, the ones that are really impressive, and I'm going to tell this story, I've told it before, but it just it demands telling. They get a call. It's a it's a young man and his partner. She was she was a she and they get this call for a parent uh, overdose. So they get there, and you've got the situation where they've got actors, you know, acting it out. But then you've you've got this off camera, let's say, uh, these people talking about it. Now, in this case, it was just the uh, the male paramedic. They get there, and they find that the guy is dead. But they go through the process of trying to revive him and the things that they legally need to do. And... Um, he he notes that when he touched him, when he touched the body to see if he was had a pulse, he got this weird sensation uh, in the back of his neck. 
and you know it was like tingling and weird it it, it he, enough that he it got his attention but he just drove through it because remember he's a paramedic and he doesn't believe in paranormal so he just goes through it and they finally declared you know probably deceased but they get him into the to the uh because they can't call him deceased until they get to the hospital um so he they get him into the ambulance they take him to the morgue they bring him to the morgue because he's dead on arrival and as he's in the morgue the the feeling comes back to him and he turns around and here's this guy that just died as an apparition in front of him and you know it's 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 like oh i'm not going to deal with this i don't see that you know any kind of like it disappears because when you deny that you're seeing it in many cases you'll cause it the the energy field to break and so then he's following his partner out and he says to her look at i i gotta make a, po- a phone call and he goes off and he tells on the off camera he says when i'm in a situation that is kind of like upset me i call my wife to get stable again just you know so he's talking to his wife well this causes him to be alone as he goes back up towards the top the front of the hospital and he's walking by the chapel and he hears this terrible anger and you know this voice of not a good voice but he's a cop you know and so he he opens the door and he says uh can i help you can i help you and sure enough the guy shows up again and this time the cop is like Oh my God! I'm getting the hell out of here! And he takes off, and he gets to the ambulance, and he gets in the ambulance, and his partner took one look at him and said, "Are you all right?" And he's, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'm fine." And she, she's watching him, and she's like, "I don't know. Are you all right?" And all of a sudden, in the back of the ambulance, it was like pandemonium. There was stuff flying all around. There was all these screams. The whole truck was rocking back and forth they both jumped out of the truck they went around to the back opened it up and there was stuff flying all around and she said to him we've got to pray and she grabbed his hands and started praying and after a few minutes of prayers this completely settled down you know and so then what what i really appreciate is is that after the fact they they actually talk about you know what they learned from the episode and he said that it opened up an entire new reality to him that dead people are not their their spirits are still there and so he said that now i don't just you know oh he's a dead person and forget about it he says i actually you know attempt to to help them transition he didn't get into the details of what he did he probably prays um but you know it, it was it's that kind of a a show and i highly recommend it to anybody out there that wants to see the dark side but the dark side when you take people who have no precognitive notions as to what it could be this one cop sees a terrible thing they they watch this guy commit suicide while he's screaming i don't want to do this i don't want to do this and somehow or another i i lost something happened and i lost about you know a minute of the show and i'm not sure why he went down into the to the dungeon area of this uh prison and it was a prison made me think of you derek and he gets in in down there and he finds he gets hit with like you say a blast of energy and hit his chest 
And then he gets three scratches on his arms. And the blow to his chest kind of like made him stumbling and he decided he better get, get out of there. And he's bleeding, so he goes to the infirmary. They doesn't say a thing as to how it happened. I just had an accident. And, you know, they patch him up, and he said, but I wasn't finished. And he goes back down there and calls out the guy, you know, or the spirit, whatever was the spirit that made this person commit suicide. And he got the shit beat out of him. He had three broken ribs. He was (laughs) in terrible shape. He just managed to to get himself back to the infirmary. And what he learned out of that was humility. (laughs) He said, there are some things that you just cannot confront in that way. And I forget what he did because they tell, they give a little blurb of what they're doing, but he, he, he still works with paranormal situations. You know, I mean, he's somebody that opened his mind and his eyes will have to get beat up by it. You know, it's, it's something else. But when you were in the, um, that prison thing, you must have confronted a lot of stuff that most people wouldn't because you're intuitive anyway. And, you know, I mean, do you want to share any of that or is it something you you don't want to touch? Oh, as far as like the paranormal prison stories you're talking about? Right. Yeah. And for those that don't know, I I wasn't in, I guess I was in prison. I was a correctional officer, a prison guard for 16 years um, in at Monroe Correctional Complex. So it's Washington State Penitentiary in Monroe, Washington. Um, so it's a big place, 100-something years old. Um, so just for a visual, it's, it's still a prison that has the huge steel bars that slam shut at the Sally Port entrance and double up from there and just goes on and on. Um, so it's got the four tiers of... They're called tiers of prison cells or uh, cells, and those have the big metal bars. So there are other parts of the prison that are newer that have just the doors with the glass windows that you may see in current shows. But this prison is, is an old one, so it had, you know, the the, the all the bad stuff. Um, yeah, there's countless stories. I'm trying to get some of them. The instances often, and those were the years I was expanding into all of this, which is also why I was there in the deep end of the pool, you'll say. Because on a given day, if I was... And often, three, four times a week minimum, you're forced into double shifts overtime. So usually working 16, 17-hour days. That was for 16 years straight, and I'm not exaggerating. Um, often it was more than that to where it should have been probably something illegal what they forced us to do. But that's another story. So we were there, um, and so what I would do is I work graveyard shift first, and then I would, to get off the overtime list, as it's called, I would volunteer the next morning Um to work day shift as well. And then you just, I get out of my, if I worked in the tower that night or vehicle, whatever it was, I was a perimeter guard at that time on that shift. I'd go inside. And when I'd go inside and work on the cells, when all the inmates were getting up, I'd volunteer for the, because I don't have a, I'm not real, um, a whole lot of anxiety or fear or stress, things like that. So meaning I worked well in all the environments. So I would, I'd, take the spots over the maximum security. And that's where you'd have, I don't even know, pick your unit, easily a half dozen literal known serial killers and or murderers and more than that. So we're talking about bad guys, um, not not just in there for robbing banks and stuff. So this was a legit prison um, and they're running around everywhere. So just so you know, it's not like they're in handcuffs all the time. And I'm not gonna get too much in that part of it, but no, it's you're walking around, sitting there, they're walking up on, you know, they ask you questions and so you're in there with them and usually it's 
100 plus, it just depends. Um, it could be 20, could be 120. Um, but when I would be in there, so you have conversations. Um, some of the inmates would walk up and chat with you. And I had a computer there too. I could look them up. So if I was really bored, um, you know, you look up so-and-so and see what was going on. So you're aware because in this part of the job, by the way, so I would need to know, okay, is this individual have tendencies? So he needs to stay away from this guy or they're going to be an issue and we're going to have a code. Drama, drama, drama. So in doing that, then you'd have conversations. Um, uh, so you'd have workers as well. They'd be called, they'd be called, they were called porters. Um, and they would just do the, you know, the maintenance, the, the, the cleaning up around the, the units where the cells were and stuff. So you chat with them and then, I'm bringing all this up because when they would come up to me, that's when I was first um, realizing, and I don't like the, the terms, um, but the mediumship thing. So when I would start seeing, so my sight would come on and then the mediumship, and I'm saying that is I could start chit-chatting with me. So they'd start chatting with me um, and it would be an individual that would, my ears aren't stopping right now. And they would dub, let's say inmate number one, two and three as a schizophrenic, this, that and the other. Well, I could look up and see the entity that was actually chatting with them. But, you know, so I'm kind of bringing that in. So there's a, the terms they like to use out there. I mean, a lot of these people are. Actually, let me, let me stop yeah. you for a second. So you're saying that people that were diagnosed with schizophrenia and in prison, in many cases, were just talking with spirits. Uh, like almost a hundred percent of the time. Wow. And, or I'll just say bad guys forcing themselves in those humans' energy fields and communicating. So not that they were always friends. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, they were straight up. And that's why I'm like, are you kidding me? You're a drug. You're, and there would be pill line. I'd have to stand on that and look and make sure they'd swallow their pills. There's a whole deal. Um, so in that, I'm like, and I'd put together in my head, which is why I was synchronistically led to be a correctional officer, to have these experiences, to get in that kitchen and cook and learn recipes, we'll say. And I realized, I'm like, oh, they're throwing chemicals at energy issues, trying to dumb these guys, and they worked, dumb these guys down so they weren't picking up on their extrasensory perception, their, their stuff. Because I looked down the line of, I don't know, 50 inmates all waiting. It, again, just imagine pill line. There's a little window, pill line meaning medications. Um, little little doctor behind a window, and I'm there for the, you know, make sure everything goes well and stuff happens. So I just looked down the line, at, you know, 30, 40, 50, who knows? Um, individuals standing in the line i could look above them and see all the other individuals so and then as i start realizing this and seeing the meds happening and blah 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 and that's long story short what would happen they'd call them schizophrenic you know and say they were hearing things. i'm like well yeah they kind of were hearing things i mean it's so i don't know what to tell you about that one and i can speak freely because nobody signs my check i don't need to report to anybody and i don't care i'm just going to go with the rest of this life painfully honest and blunt and just Call it how I perceive it, and it's for you or not. I'm not really worried about it. Um, but yeah, that's a thing, and I do sessions like that too with people. And I don't tell you, I don't remove entities from people. I don't need to do. And I've done things with uh, what do they call them? Um, I don't pass that, but possession. Uh, I forget, but it doesn't matter. Um, I work with the energy of the individual in front of me, and think love music, strengthen their aura, biofield, and all the other stuff is out of alignment goes away where what i'm seeing is others and i've never been trained on anything um kind of well we're trying to remove entities so and so and deal with that go get in a fight with them like that doesn't even make sense it's uh you, you just change your own energy field or frequency which is why we talk about armor and shungite and then all the other stuff out of alignment with you goes away and so i would have my experiences in the prison doing that um 
I was just, for those listeners that know what I'm talking about, I would armor somebody, uh, individual in front of me that was maybe having an issue because fi- I mean, I, I gotta leave a lot of seconds probably not this, but anything horrific you can imagine went through, had to happen and happens there and I had to deal with um, to the extreme. So when I would see one of those things kicking off or a weapon come out or this out of the other, um, I would armor love energy field around the individual and affect his energy and have an effect on the situation that way. And then that's how I was my training ground. I'd realize, oh, if I try and deal with the old bad guy, I'll just say an entity above him, just helping him amplify his anxiety and stress to get that human to do whatever. Um, it wasn't the right route. It was more so working with the human and that would affect everything else. So anyway, I don't know if half that even made sense, but it was one of my training grounds on doing that stuff. So yes, I would get attachments and they weren't guides to these people. They were straight up what I would call an attachment on some of these people that were trying to convince them. They'd straight up come at me on things, on these, these entities, um, as far as I'll just say, etherically attack me and stuff, all sorts of things. Um, physics stuff would happen, um, stuff at night. Cause I was graveyard, not just outside. It would be inside as well. Um, it, yeah, I don't remember most of the stories because it was just like nonstop. But um, I'm trying to think where I was going with that one. Um, that, oh, the entities, they did try and convince you of anything. They think that they could, let's say, scare me to do this. So, again, I'm mute. I'm just not that guy that's going to flinch. Not that I'm the baddest guy in the room or anything. Evidently, that's just not in me to to respond that way. So that was kind of off-putting on some of them. So I'll just say I had... It's like being in the kitchen learning to cook and I had permanent mitts on. So I could hold that love frequency and no, you're not messing with me. And or you can say confidence. And it was a thing. So then I would just realize that. And so I always had the the mitts on, I was trying to say, so I would never get burned um, to any real degree. Cause I had to continue to learn the metaphysical stuff for what I'm doing now and what will be coming in the future as well. Again, you can't, yeah, you can't be scared of getting burned um, for, for my job. But yeah, there's well, a lot of that going on in there. Go ahead. The the people that are have the attachment, could you is there a human being there? Or do they lose their soul? Do I mean is there uh, a, 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 a huh? There's long story short, uh, it would be a, usually a um extreme so uh medication, drugs, alcohol, this out the other, an outside thing affecting their energy field, and they would just allow it to sit and then that entity would come in. But no, the human's always there. I can always communicate um if I wanted to with that person. And someone would wake up in the spot. They'd they'd know, I don't know, whatever the heck I am. And literally the inmate would wake up and you'd see whoop, their eyes would kind of move around, then all of a sudden lock eyes and they're conscious. Where before for years months they'd just be out of it and it would only hold for so long depending it's different every person's different so um on on how long it lasted or went so it was just unusual so i kind of started like i said my training ground um and yeah early on you you get into the battles you go you pick up on a bad guy and uh, i'm talking theoretically so i okay well i learned this i can do this and then damn that hurt yeah, see, just like what just happened there. Yeah, so I'll just be blunt. Sometimes I get my ass handed to me. Because, but you gotta learn these things and realize it's not a battle. You don't go out there and fight everything. You know, and that's a lot of what I still hear and loosely put the community. I'm like, okay, so it's we're all on our different stages of learning. So I try not to, you know, judge. I mean, hopefully, I'm at the baby stage and I have so much more to learn. And I that is the case, by the way. I learn stuff almost every single day, probably every day. Um, 
on just other aspects of reality, how to interact with it, how to affect it. But your your fallback is always the love. 100%. That's the strongest energy or frequency. Um, and it doesn't have to be the word love, of course. And we've done all that before. Um, but no, it can be just positive feelings and absolutely that. And that has always been my knockout punch, even when I get into etheric battles or I'll just say 3D bad guys that are aware of me um, come in. It's, it's That's always what it is. Always. And it always works, by the way. And I go at it knowing it, not hoping and believing. It just is. It just it's what works. Well, what what where do you think these entities are? Were they were they prior humans that are evil spirits now, or are they some kind of an etheric devil thing that is just outside of the human experience but can affect uh, you? No, in the prison mostly it was other dead inmates. Again, I'll just be blunt and direct because you got a little bit of time for the break. Um, it was other bad, bad humans that were dead, disincarnate. Um, Hanging around, wanting to stay in that energy, antagonizing the next ones. Man, there's a hundred and I don't know, hundred twenty year old prison, old prison. There's I, in my books going to be the stories of the underground prison that's there that people don't know about. This whole underground chamber that um they actually know about it because it's physically there, but they barred it off. So I'm not saying like ooh, thousands of miles underground. Well, there is stuff there too. I'll just say these prisons aren't built randomly, especially these older ones, and they're in certain layouts for a reason too. But um, why was I telling you? Oh, because the inmates would stay. These prisons hold such an energy field that some of these individuals, when they pass, choose to stay in that mindset. So they'll hang around there. So, no, it's not like a ghost or goblin coming from this density, or that density is coming in. I mean, there is and I'm having fun with it. Things like that that happen. But in the prison environment, I mostly saw other just nasty humans that were dead that were just wanting to continually to antagonize and stir stuff. That's what I saw. It was a lot of that. It was, and there were other, there were angels as you were terming coming up. Uh, we got time, I guess, a minute. I had one of those come up before I even, again, had a term because I'm not brought up in any religious background. I have no understanding of any of that before, other than what I saw on TV. So I'm thinking, oh, I don't know those entities, but you know, angels, is that maybe somebody making something up? Well, no. And I remember my perspective, it's a thing. I remember you. you so I know a lot of you going like, well, of course, Derek. Well, remember, I'm neutral. I saw I'm coming at this like that. And I had one of them, and I even <laughs> it was Michael. All of a sudden, I'm driving in a perimeter vehicle, 2, 3 in the morning, so late at night or early morning, on the outside perimeter, and a big white, um, it was a hazy cloud came out of, and I didn't know what unit, came out of a certain unit. It was the mental health unit of, it was called SOC, of the prison from the wall came out of the wall. I'm like, and this is my first, I wasn't into all this so much yet. I was, the vision was just, I'm like, wow, what am I seeing? And then all of a sudden wings, the whole deal with holding another, uh, I'll just say a bad spirit, a guy in a really bad, and he brought it toward me. And I'm like, what in the heck is going on? And then all of a sudden I did the buckyball thing, the armor and the love. That was that the angel smiled. The other entity basically just kind of fizzled. Not, you know, I didn't hurt. There's nothing doing like that changed the frequency. Um, and then that's when I was learning things like, well, they're kind of partially between densities. So me here physically walking both lines myself, I can have that effect. So long story short, I blasted love physically and etherically. He brought that entity into it and it, I, whatever, it changed. So I don't, I don't have words for all of this. Um, I like to jokingly say I didn't get the psychic manual when I was born. So I don't know. I don't have words. And again, somebody's probably got a, a description for that. And what I also learned is 
we can all do it. Remember, I didn't have a special book um, or anything like that. So we can all just get the understandings together in our head and do different things like that. So that was an unbelievable story at the prison that, again, I've learned that angels are real and, and that you can have an effect on stuff. Um, and there's much more to the story, but we're about up on break, so. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. You know, it's uh, I'll, yeah. I'll be, real quickly. I actually I call BS on everything, even Sasquatch and Bigfoot and Angel. You name it, I call. And just to be blunt, remember I'm a ex-military. I call BS on it all, and, and then I realize it. And uh-uh, there's no BS. It is what it is. Um, and I realized so I was coming at it really not even neutral in that case because I'm like, ah, oh, you know, not so sure, but but it is what it is. So um, my my understanding was expanded. Yeah, I think that's true about us all because I didn't want to believe that human beings were capable of the evil that I was seeing them exhibit. Oh, we all have choices. Oh, no, I, I, no time to get into that now, but it's, it's all choices. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a, a break here. It's our favorite song, Craig Stewart, Shanghai, We the People.
And welcome back to Shungite Reality. It is May 30th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condent and Mark Joseph, although you might not know that because we didn't let him say a thing on the first hour. Mark, are you there? Would you like to comment on anything you heard or ask a question? Yeah. Uh, check my notes here. Can you send um, Jillis an invite real quick, please? Sure. Sorry about that, Mark. No, no, good. Yeah, the more the merrier. Um, so you got the Bigfoot bus there. Is, is it um, decked out or armored in any, any way with Shungite or other crystals, energy devices? How, how do you got, got the rig going there for, uh, you know, more of a presence? Yeah, exactly right there. So what we have multiple ways. Um, I do it myself, of course, every time I'm in it. In fact, I uh, active, I guess you can say actively. So um in so i focus on it of course and i'll i'll decide so shungite magnets i have of course and we have nuggets um with me i'm and then even that for people that and i want to add on here real quickly that don't have something so if they rented that car or they're in an uber or so you got your own bracelet on so remember that too so then push your energy field around the whole vehicle and just drive around in a buckyball of love and i'm bringing that up because um that's what i do in the bus as well and i'll I'll really quickly, and that's why I do the intuitive thing too. I, I don't steer it, I just let it go. And I found out that's when I can get like, you know, just dumbly accurate. So I'll ask in my head, you know, I'll say, well, I want to, how big a presence do I want this bus to have right now if I'm driving from A to B? And sometimes it'll be maybe, for example, two lanes of traffic. Maybe it'll be all the way across to the other side of the highway. Um, there's my earring when I do that. Um, so I'll do it differently, but the biggest is my own energy involvement myself so not even just putting a magnet on though i'm good to go safe uh-uh that's the physical aspect or tool the shungite magnet in this case but the bigger player the 90 percent remember is metaphysical 10 percent physical and i'm being real generous with that um so you gotta then add on your thoughts so it's not oh got my shungite bracelet in the morning i'm now good to go no do your theric hygiene imagine the perfect you already healed whatever your spiel is um and then do that because that can't be locked in your water. Don't just assume, well, do my magic shungite water beads in there. I'm good to go. Well, yeah, to a degree, but you need to get involved energetically, not have the, it's a tool. The tool needs to be used. You're a part of it. So I'm bringing that in. Um, so it'll vary, but yesterday was, because it was a holiday and I was going where there's a lot of traffic. It was like, I'll just say further than most, so a couple hundred feet off the bus. So yeah, I was literally driving around in a massive invisible soccer ball of love frequency with that bus and myself inside of it. And then when that happens and I have that intention, oh yeah, individuals, cars, certain things will get within that bubble, we'll say, um, or, you know, C60 molecule um, for the energies. And I don't have to sit there and, and I just hold that frequency. So I, I you can loosely think whatever's best or in alignment with them. I'm not, it's like a buffet I'll, I'll, I'll joke about. It's not like I choose what you get from the buffet, just, have the buffet there love all frequency and energy and then if there's a you know just a tie-in from the last show or segment a bad guy around he's not going to hang out in that love frequency so a person's guide will get them to get on the highway get around get up next to mr wars and just kind of stare at my sasquatch screen or take that image on the back of a qr code we have um, that sends you to the website for a free gift whatever the deal is it gets him in that energy long enough and then they get the effect um so that's that's one thing we do with it. Um, I know that kind of 
stems off of what you're asking with the shungite but that was the bigger part of it so yeah magnets and i always have a bag of uh nuggets to one degree or another or bigger or smaller um that we gift out as well so it's all over the place and then when we can i'm gonna see i don't know if they're gonna do it the painting guys put fine shungite powder because of course there's a whole clogging of the sprayer nozzle and stuff that can happen with that try and get shungite integrated um so into the paint job i don't know if i spelled that out but we'll see. I don't know how the it's going to go. Maybe I'll, well, I guess I can undercoat the bus with Shungite paint. That's probably a good idea. Just another way of doing it. Um, I don't know if you had any other. Oh, I wanted to add on for it as I keep not letting anybody else speak. We were talking, somebody brought something up last segment about um, the people crossing over. Um, I forget what was being said. But what I wanted to note was there is something we can do. And even so, in my case, and not just me, others, I'm sure too. So, and we talked about this before roadkill. When you see an animal that's unfortunately lost its life on the side of the road, got hit by a car, whatever the deal is, remember, there's, oh, that's what it was, Nancy. You were talking about that a police officer in paranormal 911 saying, well, I guess the entity's still around after the, and that whole deal. Same thing with the animals. So, if I drive past and I see a little bunny, rabbit, or bird, or whatever, um, went through that situation, I'm going to, look at that and i'm just driving by so i'm not like pulling over i'm gonna hold the perfect image of that creature in a love ball and that energy and what i see because i can see the animals um spirits just like the human ones totally different story but that i'll just say gives them an energy boost from the 3d to then again i just loosely say do what they want because it's it's not like there's a onesie thing and that's for a whole nother podcast. Um, but it's, yeah, it's never a too late thing. I mean, again, if we got hit by a car or, you know, drop dead somewhere, I mean, you want somebody focusing on you, right? Same thing. That that all matters. Um, and we had a, I think it was Jalissa that spotted it. Um, but there was a, uh, a hornet that was, I don't know, I was in Mystical Warriors, nobody saw it, but all of a sudden it passed over on top of a brick right on the Shungite Fountain. And that wasn't random either. And that it didn't die because it got near Shungite or anything else. It was an energy, energy thing. It wanted to be in that energy field when it transitioned. Um, so I'm just saying that that all matters. And I think, did you get an invite to Jalissa yet? Oh, there she is in chat, at least I see. Mark, let, I let me, go ahead. Let me, let me ask you about that uh, hornet. Could it also be that the hornet was uh, giving up its energy into that field? Um. I mean, it, 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 your energy just changes form. So, I mean, it's not like it dissipated into it, but it wanted, it, would, it made for an easier transition. I'll put it that way. Okay. All right. That's probably a better way of putting it. Um, because we've had shungite pools where, the, where, where a water turtle is in it that got, all of a sudden, the bee started diving into the shungite. And the person that had it is metaphysically inclined. And so when she saw that, I mean, she said, Nancy, they, 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 there were dozens and dozens of dead bees in the top of the pool. And she just said, no, you can't do this. Please stop, stop. And, um, of course, you know, with the Shungite in it, the Shungite would have put out that, no, don't be doing that. And it ceased, you know, almost as soon as it had started. Um, but like but, a pool of water with Shungite in it, you're saying? Yeah, it was a swimming pool. It had a, a oh. water turtle in it. I see. Okay. And, um, you know, so, yeah. And there's been other reports of that same sort of situation. 
you got to put floaties in there. They're going to go toward it, just like in a bird bath. You got to put marbles or rocks because bees obviously can't swim and they'll be led towards the energy. So, in the pool, get some floaty things out there. There's pool mats that you can just lay out. Yep, just toss it on the surface and it will draw things to it, including a bee and a leaf or whatever. And then they can grab on that, get up, dry off, and fly away. So, then you put a little life raft literally out there for bees and other bugs and things. It's just a good idea. Or tell the shungi to, you know, tell them danger, danger. <laughs> I hit all aspects, wherever you can do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Mark had another question, but I know Jalissa had something with a movie we watched recently, Odd Thomas, but I want to, she was going to bring it up. But Mark, did did you have another question on what we were talk, chatting about? I know, I mean, is uh, here, with, she can like, um, yeah, like like add on to, to what you were saying. I can ask later. Well, let's well let's see if she is here though <laughs> oh i'm here can you hear me okay yeah we got yeah. you okay i'm wearing a headset so i'm not sure um how well i can be heard but yeah so i'm at the at the store right now at the front desk so we may get interrupted but right now it's clear but hello everyone thanks for having me um so yeah we just um came across a movie called odd thomas and i was like oh gosh how um synchronistic of seeing this and um it's about a a guy who's able to see you know um people that have passed over and entities and can especially see like if a bad entity is around that's going to try to manipulate energies or something bad to happen um so did you want to talk a little bit about that derek and how you said it was pretty spot on and uh, comparable yeah. to what you see I'm Sorry. actually sharing an image in chat room now just so people can see the movie. Yeah, I didn't know about it. It was, uh, um, again, I don't like dubbing um, medium, psychic, this, because it's everything. It's like saying, are you eating? It's, you're eating food. You're not tasting food. You're not smelling food. You're feeling You're doing it all. Um, so it's another individual. I don't know. I guess you can say that we're similar in, you know, in, in this character's um, um, perceptions. So you can see dead people, the spirits, and yeah, it's really darn accurate for those that haven't seen it. Um, I'm not about how it all plays out, but as far as <clears throat> um, how it can happen from weird creatures sometimes crawling on the ceiling, I don't, I don't want to get into a big whole horror movie thing here, but I mean, yeah, that stuff does happen. It always depends on where and who I'm chatting with, on you know how much of the story I put out. Like I had to pull huge punches last um segment on the prison stuff because i'm like oh can't talk about that so same thing kind of here but no it's um well first let me see mark and or nancy have either of you seen this movie no i haven't no oh okay yeah it's i don't know i'm trying to see the name on here um oh a novel by dean Kuntz. huh i didn't know that either i didn't um yeah Jalissa, one, of my, one of my favorites when i was into those kind of stories he's amazing <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's, I didn't know that's who it even was. I, I mean, Jalissa Fountain turned it on. Long story short, we're watching it, and there's a yeah, a guy that can perceive other entities, um, and you can do things about it, and you got to ignore them sometimes. Just, that's the part I should bring up, Jalissa, is, uh, well, Thomas, odd Thomas. Um, he would sometimes have to not acknowledge, again, I just say the bad guy entities um, that are out there, Otherwise, you draw attention to yourself. So you got to kind of do it in a roundabout way. So it'd be like, well, I grew up down in L.A. in Inglewood, California. Well, if you walk down a certain block, you don't go eyeballing or staring down 
a gang and that was a thing and i've had stories from that um that's not a smart thing to do so i don't care how psychic or you know energetically strong you think you are or in 3d how many ninja moves you got um there's always a better guy or a person uh so this one what i'm bringing up here is he would then ignore certain things and not dying yourself out and i had to do the same thing in prison um when i was there walking around i would have to not acknowledge stuff and then come at it later otherwise i would get you know what some would call attachments and i'd deal with it right away um i'd realize it. it's like you know i can't use that example so but when i did pick up on it it would be dealt with so it's yeah it was just interesting to see that dean again until this moment i didn't know who even wrote it um knows what he's talking about a lot of that Stephen king stuff too so they got to be tapping in intuitively when they're or being fed stories i don't know oh dean coots definitely had information that that would because when you start to read one of his books you get so drawn into it i mean it's just like you get drawn into it and i finally gave up reading them because they were they just took you off into a weird place well there's but, always yeah no i see what you're saying and now from the now perspective of me when i watch these movies and others oh there's a whole nother layer going on in there i'm not saying you have to stretch for it but if you have the right understanding then you 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 realize it it's like being a chef and i am so far from that but eating a uh, a plate of food somewhere and they're going to realize all the subtle spices used. oh and they had to fry that to get to that before that thing caramelized remember i don't know what i'm talking about but that's a thing all those multiple layers these people knew and so i'm now taking that analogy over into the woo woo stuff on this movie for example there is no way it was impossible for him dean and others and any of the atlas movies that they were not um fed or told something on on these movies in fact even uh guardians there's a new guardians of the galaxy movie out and i get to hyper analyze that one but any of these movies there's a whole nother level and in that one real quickly the whole first part of the movie takes place in the gut and they don't spell that out or tell you but it ties in to a whole scenario in there and even beyond that because that one's kind of the obvious one um, to be totally um blunt but it's the tie-in from the gut that the battle not just oh look they're in the gut no it's where it starts and then it ties in to your glandular system it goes there's i'm just and again i don't want to drag this out too much but these movies do have all this these subtle information or layers in them for a reason it's not random there is other layers of understanding you're getting from these not this oh the bad guy went in the room and did this out of the other or the love story uh-uh there's a whole no and i don't care if it's wizard of oz or alice in wonderland or odd thomas these movies have that and it's not an imaginary well kind of it's that metaphysical layer to it um and the more you just realize it you don't have to you know have the manual or somebody sitting next to you talking the whole movie telling you about it just realize it be open to it and you're going to have those aha moments or oh shit moments in the movie or podcast or whatever the heck you're experiencing and go oh i see and the more you do that the more that becomes clear and that's how one way you heighten your abilities just by paying attention that's how you do it um so i don't know uh Jalissa, did you have add-ons to any of that or the movie you wanted to bring up well i just thought it was just so interesting how well and like you were saying that um he had to not uh try to not perceive the entities and so you know you talk a lot about armoring and how it's just like yeah just try not to bring too much awareness and 
Um, people sometimes think it's like, oh, we're, we're just having to uh, pretend or censor ourselves. And it's like, no, that's really not uh, what we're trying to get at. It's just like, well, you don't want to play in those energies. You don't want to mess with it. Not because you're scared. It's just like, okay, just leave it alone. <laughs> Unless you have to be involved in them. Well, that's another story. Um, but uh, yeah, and so how you've had to... Um, you're just so much more familiar and aware of all the, you know, I guess, bad energies or negative energies because of, you know, the roles that you've played with being, you know, a prison guard. And then, you know, um, this movie actually ended or there's a part in it where he talked about with his partner about um, not wanting to go to Vegas because of like how much uh, bad energy is there. And then at the end of the movie, he was like actually going to, go there and face some of not his fears, but things that he was um, avoiding. So yeah. we found ourselves there. <laughs> you know, this is sort of off topic, but it's been something that I've been thinking about because so much of what, so much of what becomes real is, is forecasted in books and in movies. And I sometimes wonder, okay, do we start to believe this stuff because of the movies we see? Or is there some ultimate, like, messaging occurring to wake us up? Or is it the dark side trying to program us and get permission because of free will? I mean, there's a lot of interpretations in it. But recently, because of what I'm seeing in the in, I mean, just in... in in shootings and in all this craziness on the streets and the homelessness and, and people now beginning to talk. Some one, one, one commentator was talking in terms of you walk down the street and all you're seeing are zombies. And so I, I you know, I'm kind of got this in the back of my mind when all of a sudden they start something cues me to the Z generation. And. I'm going like, what? where did this Z generation come from? So I look it up and it's sort of like, well, uh, what was it? The You guys might know it was the genera X generation or something. I mean, they, they break these generations. I'm a baby boomer, boomer and, you know, you get all these different designations. But so I, you know, was looking at what, where did this term Z generation come from? But for some reason, I put zombie in G G Z generation and came up with this television program or network program called Z Nation, which was, all right, let me just read this to you. Begins three years into a zombie apocalypse caused by a virus that had already killed most humans. <laughs> all right, that's just the, the you know, I'm not going to get into the whole dang thing of it. But um, in, in the movie, okay, let me just get this, move over there. ZN1 is the center of disease control's designation for the undead creating virus that is responsible for the global zombie apocalypse. So do you think, I'm throwing it out to you guys, you know, I mean, it's like, is this what they're intending to do? Is this uh, our, ourselves telling us, be careful, you better wake up here because this is what's happening? I mean, any ideas about this or am I just talking to 
you know, just talking. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's of course all perspective. I mean, you got you got to have examples, so you don't do it yourself, sort of thing. Um, but they, I don't really worry about what their plan is because it's not going to work anyway. It's not my plan. It's not my reality. Um, so I just don't get stuck in all of that. It's it. They're they just. I'll tell you the the whole pandemic thing was announced years before. Um, they knew that was happening. So it, that's. It's an energy thing. They're always just writing the energy and then, you know, having the the dramas uh, align with that. So, again, I always default to the California surfer thing. So sets of waves coming in. They knew 2019, 2021, again, those, that three-year span was going to, loosely, three-year span was going to be a high-energy thing. So they were keeping certain people's focus away from stuff. So that's really all it is. They're not manifesting damn thing they like to think they are and act like it say oh we're fortune to no um it's they're just writing the energies it's just it doesn't make sense to me um so they're not nobody's really in charge of anything we can each affect our own reality of course and you know you you know that better than anybody um so i don't i don't i don't get stuck in that type of thing the less i know about the world dramas i mean it doesn't they just don't affect me i'm not saying i stay muted from everything but some of it, yeah. A lot of it, I just—it's not in my time, not for me to know. And it sounds like Jalissa might be busy out in the store, just so everybody knows. Um, so there's a lot of there's stuff going on out there. So I doubt she'll be able to join us right away. Um, but I don't know where we were going to go with that, Nancy. Or well, I, I had myself muted. I was—I said, I look at these things as clues as to how the universe works. Which comes first, the chicken or the egg? I'm sort of kind of interested in it, you know, because I think that everything is thought in action. And so, you know, where's the thought coming from? Is it coming from us? Is it coming from somebody else? Is it coming because the cosmos is trying to tell us stuff? It's just a, a way of trying to get a feeling on how the universe works. But, um, Mark, what would you like to... <laughs> either comment on or take us to um there were some videos uh and and more pictures in the mystical wares facebook group of uh what derek was talking about the first hour so it was pretty cool to see you know more more of the summer stuff he's getting into into the new season and then uh another thing have is a a uh, sasquatch shuffle maybe some kind of song to go with it because uh, there is a um some festivals coming up. You're you're going to be doing this whole presentation, right? See, I'm muted. I, I, I was unmuted, and yeah, a little drama in the store. Um, sorry about that. What's the now uh, Sasquatch presentation you you'd mentioned? Yeah, um, to pr promote uh, mystical wares more and um. Uh, more Sasquatch oriented, or maybe like uh, you know, high strangeness kind of kind of uh, events, fairs, things like that. We have, I know we have a fair coming up this weekend here in store, so it's going to be Saturday, and I think it's just Saturday is what's going on, um, and then that's going to be free metaphysical slash psychic fair. That'll be in store, and then we're still we have classes coming up. So actually, bring up the website because we were getting them up yesterday, and we have a class coming up on Sasquatch and entities June eighteenth. So that'll be here in store, Jalissa and I, and we're going to talk about like we've been today, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, 
um, and other entities and uh, some local stories. We also, uh, June 24th, and all this is on our website too, mysticalwares.com, uh, for those that are listening. Um, like, when, you know, a friend of mine, Michelle Mailer, has essential remedies, so essential oil class in store, and that's free. So we do a lot of things like that, even, and it looks, it, news to me, I didn't know when this was happening, but another sound bath um, with Noel and Andrew. So that's, that's a great experience for if you're local, you get to come in, they bring in all sorts of um, glass singing bowls, um, uh, I'm telling you about those gongs, I mean, just s- frequency tools and instruments and then put on a whole sound bath and you know it's it's an experience especially being in this environment having that happen so that's some of the stuff that's coming up quickly and then when we figure out the other workings on the bus we're having some things upgraded and changed on it we're gonna add things to the schedule with the like i said the drive-by or the mob events and things like that and then i don't know if Jalis is back or not but she'll she'll know some of the other events better than me um but other than that not we're just keep trying to keep busy, get the classes going. Yeah, we. Got, I mean, June first is already Thursday, right? It's pretty pretty wild. The month's almost over. Um, let's see what else. Oh yeah, you have these these. Uh, what what are the last few new products you have? Because you got some certain mushroom um, mushroom things. What, what I think it was recently posted, right? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think about what we did get in here recently. But as far as online sort of items, because um, some stuff makes it online, some stuff doesn't. Um, we do have little polished rock mushrooms um, and things like that that are in uh, little glass tubes. Actually, what I want to mention, too, is we have a raffle and we lowered the price down to two dollars. Um, well, actually, <laughs> there's a day left. So you have today um, for a cedar wood carved Sasquatch hand um, that's given the peace sign it's up on the website you can buy a raffle ticket for that and we'll ship it as well whoever the winner is or in store um and i do know you know jealous is going to start whittling together some new shungite jewelry we've we've got some shungite and smoky quartz earrings up there now um i'm telling about new products what we've been doing it's just it's some of the stuff's in in the working so it's like you know having a recipe halfway done and just no time to finish it yet you got that uh, new honey, right, from um, early this month? Yeah, we had the new honey, and I'm trying to figure out what we're calling it. Um, and I'll have to look at that, too, because we have so many versions. But in essence, it's the – and we talked about it once before, but it was – it's the – so it's a shungai honey. It's it's organic honey to start with, and then we don't add powder in this case. What we do is add the shungai water beads, uh, which are three shungai beads kind of wound together with pure silver wire – and those are Shungite water beads. We call them usually for your water, and they still are. But we add those in there, and then we scalar it as well. But that this way, you you don't have to have the Shungite powder to ingest it if you don't want to. But you still have the energy, the benefit of the energy or frequency of it and structuring it. So it is in the glass hexagon jar, like all of our honeys are. But again, now you're going to see this kind of a either clear or golden yellow, depends on the time of year. Um, honey with the water beads inside and then when you're done with the honey of course take out the water beads and you have those for life you can use those in your water pitcher your glass wherever you want to use them but that is the new version of the honey because some people for whatever reason you know you you don't want to ingest shungite you can just we just want to make all the options available um and then again i think that version was scalar as well and when we scalar it it's uh don't get too much into that just for sake of time but it is another energy device and 
we add the frequency of the cosmic silver shungite. So not just is the silver and shungite physically added to the honeys, the shungite honeys, either by powder or water beads, but it's energetically or frequency wise as well through a, a certain machine we have that actually generates that frequency because we have we put a piece of cosmic silver shungite on there's actually a little spot on the the spooky two scalar device where you can put a vial of this out of the other a supplement and in our case again cosmic silver shungite nugget and it will add that frequency to the scalar field and then we put the honey jars in that um, and then that's what we provide online or in store so that'd be the latest version of shungite honey Um, so there was a post on, uh, thank you, Derek, uh, on, on the Shungite fa uh, Facebook group of this lady was, was, um, I guess getting bad effects with the elite Shungite earrings. And so that was a discussion with a lot of people where, um, like she couldn't handle it or it was too, too much. And then to go back to, um, raw nuggets and especially with the frequencies increasing, uh, what was your take on that discussion and then uh, recommendations for, you know, calibrating what's good for someone versus what's not in a general sense? Yeah, I didn't get to see that whole discussion. I saw some of it, but and I'll, just, I'll just go from what I just heard from you as well. But and especially the elite, um, I I prefer, you know, regular Shanghai as in especially up in your ear area, because, of course, a lot of people have energy symptoms up in there be it tinnitus like symptoms or pressures or pulse, all kinds of great sinus issues all that's connected of course um so it matters what's in there but if elite uh it's there's several minerals but I, i'm not a big fan of elite around your head until you again how do you talk about this but even out until you've become more acclimated to the frequencies you're now kind of waiting in if that makes sense and that's a thing um I wouldn't recommend elite as jewelry up up around your head kind of thing. But again, that's not you can't say, well, it's like saying you can't have spicy food. Well, I like spicy food and I can handle it. And, you know, maybe somebody can build up to that. But that is why it'll have an effect. And so I then want to ask the person, well, what does she mean? I don't know what term was used or he or she. Um, it was too much. And what was the did it turn up your tonight's like symptoms? Did it turn them down? Did it make you nauseous? What was the physical symptom you perceived from that that made you say it was a bad thing or out of alignment with you? Because in, you, you, you got to tie back to an energy issue because um, it's not Shungite. It's not getting off a bad frequency. That's not a thing. So you have to realize what is it connecting to with you energetically? And in that case, okay, well, I can't even do that. I don't want to get too personal. So often there's built up energies around you, in this case, upper chakras, um, where you're fighting it in your head and then the Shungite's trying to clear it. Well, that's going to cause an issue. So I don't have a good analogy for that, but it's like trying to lift a weight, but having to be pulled back on the floor at the same time. Um, so unless you're. Yeah. Well, let me jump in here for a second, because yeah. we, we've hey. never recommended elite. Um, the reason being is that the attributes of Shungite that we talk about are based on the nuggets, not elite. It's a totally different frequency. It's Shungite, but it's in a it's a different energy field. So that energy field of elite can be very beneficial to people who are looking for, uh, let's say, connections to higher realms. But for the average person, especially if you're just starting out, 
go with this young guy that is holding 3D energies that will help you resonate. It's like if you get if if you're if you're dealing with a raw what I call raw shungite, your that energy is already very compatible with the bio biophysical body that you're in, the bioenergetic body that you're in, and so it can make changes. It works with your body. It can feel your body. It can balance things out. But the elite is is not that kind of energy. So if you're starting out, don't bother with the elite. You know, get it if you want, play with it. But for the things that we talk about, we're talking about, you know, just not elite Shungite, pure Shungite from mystical wares now because you can't get it right directly out of Russia. But I just wanted to point that out. We've never recommended it. We're not against it. We're yeah. just for the, for the things that we say we're, that Shungite does, Shungite is raw, not elite. Well, I'm against it in your water. No matter what, I'll put that out every time. No, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Elite in your water or noble, whatever you want to call it. Um, especially the Colombian rainbow shungai elite. It's rackerite, fake stuff. If it's shiny like that and it, it breaks off in chips, even when you hold it, I mean, it didn't take much of an imagination to realize that's going to happen in your water as well. And it's not sitting still in your cup. You're picking it up. It's bouncing off. Pieces and parts are coming off. And I can't even touch a piece of that, Nancy, under my microscope, the elite, without – and I look at it, and I don't see any parts or pieces. Oh, yes, there are. Just by setting it down on a slide, a little chip, and that little smaller chips came off of that chip that are not perceivable to my eye because they're too are small. You saying, are you saying elite Shungite or the Felt-Pagoni stuff? Elite, both of them. doesn't matter. Elite oh, as well. Wow. Yeah. Oh no, they both shard or, or they just break apart. Long story short, and just we just need to logically think about that. And I mean, nah, you're gonna be drinking that little shards and things, and you're, I mean, just not good for you. Yes, energy wise, frequency, but we're talking physical here. Um, so I wouldn't, yeah, use the elite in any any way in your water, and that doesn't mean you can take it out because there's still small pieces in there. So there's, yeah, not a fan of that. Um, yeah, yeah. Let me read the actual post. Uh, May 17th here. I have a pair of elite Shungat earrings that I'm unable to wear for longer than 10 minutes as I get headaches and throbbing in arteries and lymph glands. Are the reactions experienced due to detox from the Shungite? Please advise how to proceed as I bought the earrings to protect from EMF. Any insight would be appreciated. So Good. Yeah, she was, she was general on that. And that's why I was speaking general too, not, not knowing. But... You, you can call it a detox, but again, I mean, that's, I don't, it's like saying being the deep end of the pool Well, you got to then know how to swim. So you're going to be in more energies and frequencies. So you better know how to clear. So that's a, um, etheric hygiene or well, I call it, you know, revoking your dream state agreements, energies, just having thoughts in your head that hmm, if there was maybe something that wasn't good for me, I want to get rid of it. And then you can spin that into any story you want. Again, there's sometimes called dream revocations or dreams or again there's a thousand ways of saying it i like to just generalize but if you don't have the thoughts that ooh, whatever and you don't have to know exactly by the way you just have to go oh wait a minute i feel something not let's say you walk into walmart you feel a glitch in the matrix something's uneasy just have the thought nothing's gonna get to me that's not in alignment with me you don't have to use those words either you can walk and go i only want love and butterflies whatever but you've then chosen your energy field and that'll have an effect. So that person has to know that as well. So it's not like, well, bite-sized pieces with the Shungite earring. And they're not saying this 10 minutes at a time or whatever. You got to, it's a bigger 
thought thing is what it is. You have to. So but let's put it this way. If I was going to wear Shangat earrings, I would do my grounding, clearing, armoring first and then put them on, not see them as doing the job for. And I'm not saying she said this because I don't think she did, but not see it as them that doing the job for me. And if you come at it like that, it'll be easier to wear them because you'll already be in those frequencies and energies, if that makes sense. It's, it's so hard to talk about because it's like something. Well, if, she's, if she's, she specifically said for EMF, if you want EMF protection, what you need is silver saturated yes. shunite. Yeah, silver and shunite, not elite. Correct. Yeah, I missed the whole EMF part, but I that's always a factor with me. Oh, yeah. Cosmic silver shunite is the, the best biocompatibly for evening out the frequency fields around you so you heal yourself. Um, and no, I don't. I don't wear elite on any level. Any, I don't, I, you have it, but it's, it's good aesthetically. I mean, put it on your, your, stick it on your computer if you want. I don't know, um, but don't put it in your water. And well, let me let me tell you, I I um, got some clippings from a a, a a basil plant that I had, and I followed the directions, you know, and I was looking for shungite nuggets, and for some reason they they weren't readily readily available, and I said, oh well, there's this elite here. Let me put them in. They died. <laughs> they died. Yeah, I've never used Elite with plants. I, I just don't use I have a lot of it. I don't use it for anything, though. I'm just not drawing. But I will never use it again because yeah. they died. <laughs> I wouldn't put it I wouldn't put it in my I don't I don't just for a lot of reasons. Once you get it wet, it's going to change. And I've done that with it because there's a lot of a lot more pyrite, especially on the surface of it often, not always. And then the water gets in there and will expand it and shard it even more, which is Another reason I say don't put it in your water. Um, no, I'm, just, I'm not anti elite, just not a fan. Um, well, it has its purposes, but if you're new to Shanghai, stay away from it. You know, just put it, you know, somebody gives you a lovely gift because I was looking at a, a store that had a lot of Shanghai things, but it was the vast majority of it was elite in different settings. And it's like, well, that's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't so, know if Jalissa joined us again, if we had something else we were going to bring up or not. Mark? Either one of them. Uh, let me see. Um, oh, what's the connection between Shungite and Sasquatch? Um, or if um, they've next leveled Shungite in any way, given you ideas, even energy in general or, or perspectives? Um, that's a good question. I mean, the only thing and I've never, I I've gifted it to him. I've been gifting it to him for years. Um, I've never communicated with him about it or anything like that. So I don't know that I have much. But they take it. They like it. There's no doubt in that. It disappears. Um, we've gone out and gifted. Shoot, I was doing that in Darrington in I think 2016 or 17. Uh, we take out shungite and apples, um, and then. Sometimes a little, little organic candies we had, but no, they, they definitely appreciate it and take it. And what they don't want, they leave. I can tell you that, at least when we do it. Um, again, I hate to, I don't want to blanket everything. They're all, they're individuals, uh, Sasquatch. So some some like stuff, some, they've always taken this to Shungite, I'll tell you that. Now what I'm talking about is other things, be it sweets or something like that. I don't do that anymore. Um, it was, you know, just figuring it out, seeing what they, they want and they like. They like shells, feathers, marbles, 
bracelets for some reason. M and M's. They like M and M's. I'm not, I'm, I'm not giving chocolate. I had a little. Uh, no, I wouldn't give it to him anymore because I found out that there's a whole bunch of chocolate out there that are, has got cadmium and something else in it. Lots of but cadmium is extremely dangerous. I mean, I've stopped eating, and this is dark chocolate. I stopped eating chocolate. Yeah, one of the comments on that, because I'm a big chocolate guy. Uh, so Mike Adams did a, a podcast on that maybe a month or two ago. But um, so it was like, because I know the article with, with heavy metals and chocolate has been going around for a while, especially lately. Um, what was it? It was like, it's not, it wasn't really something to be concerned about. Um, like the levels were pretty low. Um, like chocolate will always have heavy metals in them. And then they would list like certain brands. Like I mean, because he's just, um he does have a science lab in his um, facility, and yeah, he just said it's just it, it wasn't anything to be concerned about. I, I can't quote the exact um, you know when he said it, but there is a National News article, of course, you can check that out. But I mean, even if it was, you could just put Chunga next to it, and that should take care of it, the dissipation. So I did put a new article on uh, the Facebook group, and now I gotta open it. Um, because Derek was talking to somebody about, it, it was a, a shangat as a homeopathic remedy. I mean, you just apply it like like you would you would usually, but I think it was a a different um, approach to it. So uh, this is the homeopathyheal.co.uk EMF radiation and 5G can shungite help? Um, is there a homeopathic shungat remedy? So it was from the um, New Materia Medica Volume Three. Uh, as far as application, it was just it was just um, uh, wearing the medallion or bracelet or um, having the shungat close to the laptop. And Derek, of course, you can you know after I read this, you can like how do we um, optimize that? Uh, so the quote is: uh, This remedy brings to the surface what lies beyond or unresolved from other times. Um, of shungite. Shungite is helpful in clearing toxicity, fluoride poisoning, metals, fungus, radiation, uh, the injection, poisoning, um, rebalances endocrine system, thymus, thyroid, pituitary, and pineal glands are all positively affected. Um, and then uh, with that post, I linked your uh, frequently asked questions and of course the shungite um, uh, you know, products list you have there. But uh, I don't know, as, as your own um, homeopathic uh, approach, how can this be, you know, sharpened further or, or made more, you know, applicable? You think? Uh, it, the frequencies and a lot of this, the the bad stuff out there affects us on our glandular system and gut a lot, and our sinuses and things, because um, of course they're all connected. Even our lymph nodes, which are everywhere in you. Um, so what I'm saying is. You can affect it. So shungite honey, and you don't even have to eat it. You can use it topically. So if you're having ear issues, I know it might be inconvenient, um, but there's ways around that too. Using raw honey topically, and you can. So you can put it like behind your ears or on your your atlas, that spot on the back of your head or neck, and then just get a a gauze, you know, a larger gauze bandage or pad and put it on there. So then, you know, if you're sitting on the couch or driving or whatever, it's not touching things. And that honey will... Yes, the enzymes, all the good stuff will, will help you as well physically, but it's really, we're talking energy here. So having that shungite honey 
in those areas or on a certain chakra point or whatever is that I kind of call that loose connection from physical to metaphysical, um, that bridge. And then your intention is the other part of it. So, yeah, you can stick your finger in a jar of shungai honey, and I'd suggest that one with the powder, little drop or two, tap it right on your forehead. And I know that that does not line up exactly with your pineal gland. It doesn't even have to, because that's not what the point is anyway. It's the intention part. Remember, 90% of this reality is metaphysical or intention, emotions, imagination. So with you just doing that, I mean, you could flick your big toe and decide that activates your third eye and guess what's going to happen your third eye is going to turn on that's how the stuff works um so if you do that and or turmeric is a good one too but we're talking the emf so as far as activating your pineal gland i would put that little bit of shungai honey on the various spots like i said or your throat often a lot of us are having um, parathyroid issues i'm seeing and that's probably nothing new um, but you can put it externally on there too as Again, now you're tying your attention. Is it an armor? Is it a boost? Is it that? Is it everything that you need? Whatever that is, that's where you use that as your energy tool um, and metaphysically. So don't even, and nobody is, but don't say you need it just this way or that way. No, you can you can get creative um, on doing that kind of thing. The, the question regarded homeopathy. And I realized that, okay, homeopathy is where you take a, a piece of a leaf and you put it into water and then you take uh, 10 drops and you take it and you put it in some more water and you keep going until you're so far away from the plant leaf that in normal 3d you know newtonian physics you'd go well it's there's nothing happening but and i can't explain the why it works but in fact they have healing that is the, the the farther away you get it's considered stronger the energetic signature is considered stronger i don't i've never tried creating a homeopathic uh elixir out of shungite never thought of it and i've done every single mineral main mineral that you can think of i've got a whole pharmacy back there of these elixirs based on homeopathy and Derek, what what do you think about homeopathy in regards to Shanghai? No, that's what I was just telling you. That's exactly what you should do. And homeopathy, they can take that whole recipe and call it whatever they want. Long story short, your intention is programming the frequency of that water. So, yeah, further away, the better, because then there's less physical stuff in there. You don't need it. It's energy. So it absolutely works. That's why it can be shown. And that's what I was saying is tapping that Shanghai honey. You are doing homeopathy. Most people think, well, default to what? No. Frequency, crystalline structure. That can be a solid, solid air quotes here, crystal in your hand or honey or water. It's all just as easily programmable. So yeah, your intention is if you want that active third eye, that's why I said, think about it. Tap it on your head. You just did air quotes here, homeopathy on that drop of shungai honey. You tuned it and toned it for what you want is your intention. And that did it. And then it got into you, science fact, 26 seconds, anything on your skin can be identified in your blood and that can be if you're touching a metal doorknob putting some very you know chemically filled cream on your hand or shampoo whatever or deodorant with aluminum or shungai honey those things can be again shown up in your blood so that's why i'm saying you know forget the bad stuff but shungai honey you're going to get what's good for you but you are using homeopathy homeopathy is just the aspect of programming a substance um and most people keep limited to water why no Get an ice cube, 
program it. Drop that in your water. Take your ice cube somewhere that you've pre-programmed at home and put it in something else. That's a frequency. I haven't heard anybody doing that. There's a lot of things you can do with it. Um, we just keep getting learning certain recipes in this life, and then everybody's replicating that recipe. No, see what's actually happening there. Um, you can do more dough than baked bread. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, that's is homeopathy. Yeah, it did make sense. Excellent. Thank you. And then also, okay, and then add on what I do, take my Shanghai honey when I have it, and when I put it in my coffee or tea, whatever the heck I'm drinking, yeah, if it, let's say it's a, a teaspoon you put in there of it, program, do your homeopathy, stir that sucker, vortex it, whatever, you know, you know, you realize at the time, but decide, yep, this just made my stomach better, my blah, blah, blah. You're, if you have a thyroid issue, no, you don't. Thyroid issue's gone. Stir that honey and drink it. That's how you do it. And you can do it without the honey. I'll tell you that too. Now, is it easier sometimes with? Yeah, but you know, to each their own. But that's yeah, it's, homeopathy's done a lot of ways. So the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> long term, easily yes. Mark, um, let me see. Derek, did you post about this? Um, just saw this. The, a couple uh, shungite and silver totems. You got a lion and then the sphinx. Did I miss those posts, or did you put them on Facebook? Somewhere? Oh, um, Jalissa probably put them up. She's making those. So, yeah, she's a new lion mold and a sphinx um, that we take the shungite and silver blend and mix that into a resin, for those that don't know, so a plastic, and it hardens. That gives us the ability to use these fine detail molds without trying to carve. Um, and ours are different than the shungite um molds you'll see online they're not those are like a, a clay or a plaster that they're sitting a little mold on top of a shungite slab is how those are so they're not and then they paint the little animal black is what the, what's going on there um so the only way we could get around that because i can't carve these high ideas i'm just not talented enough let alone don't have time um to make these animals so then we came up with that mixture of again just similar to the magnets um just blending it into a different shape mold and then doing animals but yeah, the new ones are a new, we had an issue with the other lion mold. I think there was like certain flaws in the molds. It would make a certain part of them look weird or something. So, and it was flat back. So we're always trying to make it more, um, you know, user-friendly. Like the one, I think Jalissa just shared the line in the chat there. So he's like sits up now, just a better, better um, image. And then, yeah, we finally found a Sphinx one. So a lot of people are drawn to that image. So we try and cater to as many people as we can. Why are they drawn to the Sphinx? What's in the Sphinx energy, do you think? Oh, a lot there. Well, six minutes, I can't tell you anything in that. We're going to have to do a podcast on that. There's a reason every darn near everybody's drawn to Egypt or the Sphinx or this, that, and the other um, for a reason. Or the all-seeing eye. And, yeah, again, that's multiple podcasts. So we get into any of that. But there's stuff, okay, there's stuff under it. There's whole chambers under it, um, uh, under the, the Sphinx. Way down, closer. Yeah, uh, Edgar uh, Casey. Ever Edgar Casey talked about those things back in the forties, and what I understand is that they won't let anybody go down there. So, but they're going down there. The Egyptians, they being the Egyptians. So they're. Well, I think more of the Illuminati. Illuminati. Yeah, I guess it's the Egyptians. Whatever they're club. club. Oh yeah, yeah. there's been old ET base down there too. Well, there's a lot going on under there. There's a reason all that's there. I mean. You're not fools. They know high energy things and the whole Tesla energy transmission stuff's all real. It gathers, you know, the pyramids. Gosh, you literally going for hours on that. You can lose it. Gathers cosmic energies and there's a, a a reverse there to the ground and it goes on and on and on. And I mean, 
Yeah, those those things used to be gold capped, the very tip. Um, Are you sure? Used, Maybe it's young guy. Yeah, there you go. Maybe somebody made a special. I got pyramids right behind me. There's re, re, there's reports that it was black, that there was a black capstone. Yeah, who knows? Well, who knows? I mean, that's one of those things. I mean, the different times in history, they've been around a while. And I'll tell you, time did not, when they were built, time was not as linear as it is for us now. A whole lot looser. Um, <laughs> yeah, so think like a blending of densities and time was was malleable as a lot of us are figuring out. It is not a concrete thing on any stretch of the imagination. And in fact, it's even hard to get it to where it is that way. That's shows you how good uh, they've got us all convinced with these little clocks and things. But anyway, um, yeah, there's a lot going on in the pyramids. So I'll, uh, I got a fact, I got a piece of it right here next to me. You know, we should, we should do an experiment at some point and have everybody focus on having every clock in the world lose an hour of time. And see what uh, it does. No, 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 that might mess with some things. <laughs> Why not? We can mess. <laughs> anyway, we're in the last three minutes here. Um, Mark, is there any other thing that you wanted to touch base with quickly? Yeah, uh, it's graduation season, so people go to Mystical Wear store. I mean, uh, you got the rubber pads. A lot of people will be active indoors, outdoors. And then for people who don't believe in the spiritual stuff, just get the S4 powder, put it, rub it on their shoe, and then, you know, they're good to go, right? Oh, and quick question, Derek. So if you have a shungite thingy and want to charge water or food or, or detox it, how many seconds is it generally? And what, like, how close should you put it next to a thing? Oh, I, I usually go for the whole just like three second, and I don't want to say rule, but three second thing. So just, remember, there's no time, and we don't have to get in a big play on that. Right. Moments, moments. So if you have like shunga water beads with you, um, and you take them to a restaurant, just you know you can dip them in there. I'd get a silver cord or something. You don't mind getting wet. Dip in there a few seconds, and it's it's structurally there because it's it's frequency. It's like turning it on your radio. How long do I gotta wait? And you and I'm not making fun okay. of you. I'm just, yeah, getting the idea across. It's it's there. It's always there. Um, yeah. So no, very quickly. All right. And Nancy, Radio 5G, what's what's going on with that? Well, we're going to um, <laughs> we're going we're going to have uh, Sasha Stone and uh, ooh, Scott McKay McKay um, on talking kind of that you, you have to listen to them. I'm trying to introduce you guys to, to different voices and then we're going to have uh, this and this the second one is um dr butar who passed away and i think it might be the last uh interview because it was published on the day that he died so and it was with lee uh merritt dr lee merritt uh so that those two are going to play tomorrow and other voices thank you for the reminder yeah and just to promote derek stormore so uh, Dr. Tao brought in a close friend of his, it was a, a venom expert and bioterrorism expert, said that he possibly passed away from transfection shedding. And Nancy's stories in the archive shown that um, having Shanghai on prevents that. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Derek, you want to say adios? Yep. Thank you, everybody, being here. We were all over the place like usual. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> We never know what's going to happen in Cosmic Reality tonight, live. Be safe, everybody, and we'll see you next time.
You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.